Pikachu out there taking that clickbait title. You know, this is how the internet wins. We're in this together, and this is how the internet win- wins. Sup kids, how are you doing today? Now I'm not going to lie, this uh, this podcast may piss off a lot of people, but I'm kind of comfortable with that, so we're going to move past it very quickly and just accept that, and I maybe even become clear later on why I'm willing to piss off such a large amount of people within the singular podcast. The title itself, as I've already mentioned, is kind of clickbait but at the same time, I'm addressing a very, not a serious issue, it's not a serious issue at all, I'm just, just diving into it. Whether you like to admit it or not, right? Whether you like to admit it or not... Our culture is fascinating from an objective point of view, and our cultural differences between generations is mind-bogglingly fascinating. So I recently watched a video which I sent to a friend of mine called The Meat People. Um, I think it's The Meat People, or People of Meat, the beings of meat. Essentially, it was a short film which is based on a short story, and the short story is about two aliens discussing humankind, um, and were described to as just meat, because we are just walking, talking balls of meat were electronically controlled balls of meat and to them that's mind-boggling which you know when you think about it objectively yeah that is mind-boggling don't think about it too long it'll smooth your brain but i watched this video and one of the comments within this video is about how short our lifespans are because we're made of meat you know that's again i can't really argue with that that's we're made of meat one sec moving the mic there we go so (laughs) it's a it's, a, it's an ongoing conversation within my brain about the causality and mortality of men. But, back to my point. It, it's fascinating to me. I, I look at everyone around me, and I look at the people around me, and all I do is consider them. And one of those things which I consider is just the differences we have between our societal generations. And this, this obviously comes out most in politics. You see this the most in politics. But there's another area where this comes out. And that is in the things that we are interested in as people, which then got me thinking about this whole idea of cool, because the other day I made a statement to myself that the kids just aren't cool anymore. And I suddenly realised I'd gotten old. I'm old. I know I'm old. To a child, to a 10-year-old, to a 15-year-old, I am twice their age. I am old. And I know this. This was never meant to happen. I was meant to die before this point. But for some reason, I just keep going and I'm still here. Anyway. I digress. So I was looking at this concept, and then I realized that this is a statement which reflects and bounds and probably happens with every generation. And I think about it now more than ever as I reach, you know, my mid-30s and I approach that barrier which is meant to be where you start considering your midlife crisis. And I was thinking about my parents, and I was thinking about their generation, and me saying that the kids aren't cool anymore is actually just a reworking of phrases which they used to say when they were my age, which is, but kids aren't interested in this anymore. And you'll hear this, you'll have heard this from generations before you, you'll hear this from grandparents and parents. You know, oh, kids aren't into that stuff anymore. And it's it's in their mind, that is, kids aren't cool anymore. You can say it however you want. You can use any term or phrase that you want to actually discuss that. And I actually looked up a list of term of phrases because I thought this is going to be interesting. So I typed kids aren't cool anymore into Google and I got an article from 2014 telling me about geek culture. Do you remember that? That was 2014. That was about 10 years ago, just under, right? 
10 years ago, 2014, there was this whole movement where geek culture was going to be a thing. IT crowd profited off it, and there was going to be a thing. And that just fizzled out, didn't it? It just fizzled out because geek and nerd regardless of how much you wanted them to be they weren't cool and what did what happened we got marvel and we got superhero films and that is probably the only long lasting thing out of that which keeps going in a mainstream stream capacity and the reason that keeps going is because jocks and cool people inverted finger quotes for a podcast is a bad idea cool people are interested in that and that's because it's violent and funny and that's the truth of our society that's why the coliseums continued that's why gladiator fights were there that's why action films persist and that's why your action heroes will always die and people will treat life as a finite yet disposable thing i've got enough topic once again anyway back to my terms i looked up to cool terms for cool okay and i realized that these things change a lot with time as well like cool itself as a term Again, society is interesting. Cool as itself, it hasn't always been used. It hasn't been the thing to be used. It was a thing which originated in the, like, the 50s, the 40s and 50s, and then got jumped upon within the 60s and 70s, what was cool. And then that continued. And the kids today don't even use it that much. They don't. They may not have even clicked in this video. You'll have clicked on this video one, way, one reason or another. You'll have read the title and said to yourself, you know what, Graham, you're right. Kids aren't cool anymore. Tell me why. Comfort me with these ideas you've had. And the kids all clicked on it and gone, no, fuck that guy. He's old. We're cool. They, they won't call themselves cool, though. I've shown my age by having that in the title already. But here are some vague, vague uh, suggestions of what you could call yourself. So, Alpha babe bro bro a-lister all that big dog daddy-o diva dude glitterati head honcho influencer laid back leading lady mac daddy main man muckety muck pimp queen bee red hot superstar and trenter that's slang for a cool cool person apparently that, that's just that's you know that apparently there's also there's latest slang uh, for teens if you're if you are a parent and trying to relate to your teens don't use any of these terms it won't work you got badass bitchin chill deaf dope fire fleek gucci it's lit killer legit lit on fleek rad savage sick sick sweetie the shit wicked and yeet and you know that they're young person terms because when i say them i sound ridiculous yet if i go into other things like all right awesome boss copacetic i sound all right and that's because I grew up in the 90s and 2000s. You know, I can even get away with saying fantabulous and fab. And that's just because I have a British accent. And it, it sounds okay when I say something's fantabulous. It sounds first class, first rate, mate. <laughs> Out of sight. You know, some of these things don't don't carry on. Boffo. These are vintage slang, slang now. Boffo. When's the last thing you said something's dynamite? Groovy. I know people who say groovy, you know. But they're into the past. They're not. They're not, you know... Par excellence, peachy clean, au courant, prime. I get prime, it's the word has changed. Prime no longer means what it used to mean. Now it just means fast delivery and corporate uh, sponsorship and, you know, exploitation of workers. We define what these words mean is what I'm saying, what I'm getting at within society. And I've seen it, of course, with my, you know, my own family. I've talked to my, to my, to my dad and... The, he, I don't think he's particularly. Hey, Dad, if you're watching this, I don't think he's disappointed in the things which I'm interested in because he likes art, and we've always got that. That's a mutual thing, you know. Art changes, but you have a mutual connection with the people around you, and whether you relate to your parents or not, there'll be something that they were interested in: music, um, you know, music, art, films, something culturally significant which spans abstraction and decades that you will have connected on one way or another. That's just a reality. That's just a fact. That's something you can't escape. You may like different 
versions of those things but that's because it's subjective and informed by the culture which you grew up in for instance my dad's into cars he really likes cars he's into motorbikes and cars and he likes building these things and that taught me to be curious and that taught me to be inventive and to research and look into these things but i don't really have an interest in vintage vehicles i don't have an interest in the those processes at all my idea of restoring a vehicle is taking a vehicle and you know cannibalizing it to make a frankenstein-esque car which would be fit for my own purpose not putting back in the perfect position but that's their generation. Yeah, I couldn't have rocked up to school with, you know, a bumper on my back and said, hey guys, you know, check out this vintage Ford bumper that I've got. At the age of 11, I'd be laughed out of the playground because it wasn't a Pokemon card. But at the same time, my dad thought Pokemon cards were ridiculous, despite having collected cigarette cards. It's different, generation to generation. You look at what's around you and you decide what was cool within that generation. It suffers, every generation suffers from this. And what's interesting is that what was chosen to be cool varies so differently and varies so wildly i think of my dad's generation his his was kind of a a post-war generation it was the 60s and 70s which meant a lot of culture was suddenly getting created there was a lot of industry and a lot of go and do these things and build things and there wasn't many regulations on the things which you could do and build so everyone was brewing their own beer and building cars which didn't have to get licensed it was all those kinds of things but the generation prior to that had put so much confidence and ethic into work that work was the cool thing to do you know building a business being those kinds of people because everyone else before them had died you know, they hadn't had chance to have access to these things. We've made society, as it were, so easy day to day that suddenly, oh, you have time to enjoy all these cultures. You know, when I think of my grandparents, the thing, thing, the main thing they did was dance. Yeah, they loved to go to a dance. Go, go have a dance. Go have a, you know, what's the word? I want to say like an IHOP, but that's not right. A, ho- a sock hop. You know, go to a sock hop. Go get some milkshakes. Those, those were things. If you lived in America, not in the UK. I don't know why I'm referencing American things. Maybe my lack of knowledge of the 1940s is suddenly showing. But what I'm saying is each generation defines what it is. Gen X suffers from this. Usually what you do is you you take what the generation had before you and you cannibalize it. You take what you like about it and you cannibalize it and you react against it. So like my dad's generation, a lot of that was about work. It was about it was about building things and it was because a lot of the generation died and that meant that they had abusive parents and war-torn parents and so their whole thing was just building building back and that was a big part of that culture that's still a big part of that culture if you talk to anyone who's over the age of 50 or 60 they will come to you and they will say hey you know these are the things i'm interested in you will look at those things you like, all of these things are about preservation and building and increasing your expanse within the world but also heavily ingrained in the country that you're involved with and it's because there was that sense of that they were desperate for that sense of country and safety and then the generation which came after them which is the gen x generation they looked at the 80s which was all about money and wealth and power and those things are basically the same thing and went no this is all my parents are interested in fuck that i'm gonna do nothing and that was Generation X. <laughs> and we did exactly the same thing. I suffer from it as well. As millennials, we looked at Gen X and went, all right, cool. I like all your artwork. I like all the things which you created. But um, this whole idea of basically being a professional slacker is not really for me because I've watched you all just kind of drink yourselves to death. 
So I'm going to ignore that, and uh, I'm going to take the cool things which I like, and I'm just going to go go do this, which is why vintage hipster made such a big comeback within the millennial world. I've just tracked society as we know it. And the kids below us, you know, they they look at us and they say, oh, what? all of this kind of stuff? Nah. Nah. Don't want any of that. I'm going to throw all that out. And I couldn't tell you what kids are into today because this is the other part. I looked at TikTok recently. I thought about going on TikTok. I thought, you know, sound bites. I do a lot of sound bites. I do 30 second things. I throw them on Instagram. Would people listen to this? Would you know, the audience for that kind of thing is quite young. I don't think they want to see a 32-year-old man just rant at them about life. Nobody really wants to see that, apart from people my own age, as we discussed in the old Experimenting with a Woman podcast. My age bracket is my age bracket of an audience. Kids ain't looking for this. (laughs) And if you are, welcome. Come join us in the angsty world we live in. But i got to get back on point. i got to get back on point. It's just fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me that this is how our society works. And the internet even speed sped this up. Because now, culture and society can be so microcosm, so quickly. One little throwaway tagline, one video, one meme will instantly spawn a subgenre of nonsense. And that will define a whole person's life. You'll find this as well when you talk to other people about their lives and their pasts. There'll be little things which they're just kind of hooked onto, which went... Oh, I really like this. And no one else seems to be into this. That's fine, because I really like this. And then they'll, they'll, they'll really get into it. I talk about it when I talk about, you know, watching TV shows and, and bits and bobs like that. There's shows I've seen which other people have no idea even exist. And to me, they were big things. They were, they were massive things. I was discussing recently, there's a game called Jet Set Radio Future, which came out on Xbox, the original Xbox, not Xbox One or anything like that. came out on the original Xbox. It was like a launch title. It came out on the Dreamcast as well. Very few people have played Jet Set Radio Future, and it hasn't been re-released on any other platform. But for me, that was a huge part of my childhood. That was me, you know, age 12, 13, however old I was back then, just sat there for hours on end playing Sega, whatever it's, GT, I think it's called, and Jet Set Radio Future, because they were both on the same disc, and I've still got the disc. And I was sat there for hours and hours and hours, and the music is heavily ingrained in me. Yet you speak to other people, and they're like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. And that's there's so much more of a microcosm of that. Right now, I'm part of subreddits on Reddit. One of them is about trebuchets, right? Just about trebuchets. It's about memes about trebuchets. And there'll be some 12, 13-year-old who's part of that culture and part of that edge of society who's going, yeah, no, everyone's into trebuchets. That's the thing. That's the thing, right? People are into the, the People make jokes about trebuchets. And they'll get to the age of 30, be sitting discussing with some friends and they'll make a joke about trebuchets and everyone will sit there blank-faced and go what the hell are you talking about greg no one in their world has ever been that into trebuchets and they're thinking i dedicated a couple of years of my life to that i dedicated a couple of years to my life about just making memes about trebuchets so what did i mean when i said kids aren't cool anymore took 16 minutes to get to this point what did i mean when i said kids aren't cool anymore It made me think about my own generation and about the attitude which we take. And there was a song which I recently listened to um, by B. Dolan, and I know I mentioned B. Dolan a lot, but his lyrics really speak to me, where he's discussing this idea that the generation we're in is Armageddon ready. And we are, let's face it. We've been waiting for an apocalypse for years. And 
It's because every time we've entered into the media and every time the media has taken hold of us, it's been the end of the world headline, right? Which meant by the time we got to an end of the world headline, an actual end of world headline, like the pandemic, like the war in Ukraine, like anything like that, we were just kind of prepared for it. We were expecting it. We're like, yeah, okay, here, here's another thing. That's just another thing. And as a generation, despite Gen X being so anti-work and anti-life, they're still very much enjoy life. You know, engage in the things that you enjoy and engage in them to such an extent that it will damage you. But our generation, we've kind of thrown away the will to live, I think. You know, millennials and the people around us, we, we all kind of have this idea that none of us were really going to survive. We were going to be dead by the time we got to the age of 40. And we were going to look at our lives. And it made us make decisions about things where self-preservation was just not key in anything that we did. And I think this is what ticked with me when I, I, I saw what kids talk about. The whole idea, the, the, the thing of kids carrying water around these days. You know, and again, I realize this whole podcast makes me sound like a very old man. But people carry water around. You'll see people with a bottle, hydro flask, and you'll see people just you know constantly hydrated. And that to me, that's fascinating because at the most, I'm never carrying a drink around unless it's a cup of coffee. And even then, I'm not a huge fan of carrying around portable coffee. I like to sit down and have a coffee. But kids are doing this and they're doing this to stay hydrated and they're doing this because they see it as cool they see it as cool to be hydrated and then you've got the eco kids kids who are into you know sustaining the society and getting into non you know non-wasteful action and going to these rallies and, and being involved in zero waste and all this kind of stuff and and that's that's cool to kids and whilst we do that, we do all of that, especially millennials, we're, we're very involved in social, um, social movements. We do it with such a, a style that is very much just like, okay, I'm doing all this, but I, I recognize that it's pointless to myself. I recognize it probably won't make a difference. And in a way, that makes it even more comforting. It makes it even more abstract. It makes it seem like I'm doing some nonsense. And that's my act of rebellion, is doing this nonsense. In trying to protect the world, which I realize I can't do, I'm, I'm engaging in some nonsense. And I find that hilarious. So I'm going to keep going. The other one which came off was smoking. Um, so whether you know it or not, I you know I smoke when I drink. I smoke my pipe. You've you've probably seen me smoke my pipe if you ever watch one of the streams. And when you talk to kids about it, that wasn't a cough, by the way. That was me laughing. I just wheeze when I, I laugh. All those years of smoking. When I, when I do that, I, I've had conversations with kids who've never smoked a cigarette, never smoked a cigarette in their entire lives, and something clicks in my brain which just says, "Why do you want to live so long?" Why are you trying to live so long? And I recognize that that's a bad attitude to have. That is a bad attitude to think about. To say, why am I trying to live so long? When I'm sitting there going, I'm smoking my cigarette because you know, i got to die someday. You know, Self-preservation is not necessarily key to me when it comes to being within the world. You know, Drinking too much, kids don't drink. There's, there's, there's straight edge people. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool. That's your jam. Go, go be straight edge. That's that's what you. I'm never going to hold it against anybody. But never look down on me because I've I've sat there and I've gone. Okay, well I'm willing to die at the age of fifty. I've I've thrown out a lot of death ages for myself within this podcast. The reality is that I don't think I'll make it that far. And again, this is I feel like this is just generational now. I don't think people within our generation are considering making it to the retirement, especially because retirement age keeps moving. And I think that's 
that's ingrained within everyone within our generation. And when we look at kids now who are planning for the future, we're, you know, we're scoffing. We're scoffing at them and saying, oh, these kids, these kids and their level of self-preservation. It's naive to think that. And it's not naive. Our parents looked at us and thought we were naive. Our parents looked at us and thought, ah, look at these people and their internets. Look at them with their their media and their mobiles. This is just nonsense. This is they're naive to think about that. They'll get real jobs one day. None of us have real jobs. None of us have real jobs. (laughs) What they would consider real jobs. (laughs) You know, none of us do. Well, the majority of us don't. A lot of people do. I'm not. I'm I'm generalizing on, on a mass scale. It's just. It's fascinating to watch. I can't be angry about it. I don't want to be angry about it. I don't want to look at society and look at culture and say to myself, oh, this is wrong and they shouldn't be doing this and oh, we did it back in our day. No, I love looking at the comparison and saying this this is the, the crazy thing. This is this is what they chose to do. Where did that come from? How did that happen? I don't want to even be involved in it. I just want to look at it from a subjective point of view, like we would the past. We should look at the future the way we do look at the past, right? Everyone looks back to the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, all that time period, even so back as like 1920s. Everyone looks back and they're fascinated by it, right? They're fascinated by it. I watched a YouTube video the other day, which was using vintage pots and pans, pots and pans from like the Victorian era, copper kettles, fish kettles, all these kinds of things. And they were they were fascinated by it. It's like, yeah, this is this. And because you'd put it on the stove and it wouldn't need to last hours and you put heavy amounts of salt and curing things. We're fascinated by that. Why aren't we looking at the future going, oh my God, this is fascinating. This is fascinating to see what people can be entertained by, what people can get hold of. Look at the creative level of intellect it must have taken to get to that point where they find that that is funny and that is the in-joke between them. Why isn't that our approach to the future? Whether you agree with it or not doesn't matter. Whether it destroys the thing you're interested in, which in, by the way, it can't because you're interested in it, it remains within you. It doesn't matter. We should be engaging with them and going, this... This is just fun, you know? This is them living lives. This is them living how you lived when you were a teenager. I saw so much uproar about the whole Tide Pods thing when kids were eating Tide Pods. And I'm like, have you seen the amount of dumb stuff we did as kids? The amount of near misses we had as teenagers when we looked at our lives and said, oh, yeah, we should go do this. We should we should put ourselves in a shopping trolley and push ourselves down the hill. It's not eating a Tide Pod, but it will lead you with brain damage those are the things we did the people who follow when i think about my parents my dad used to build motorbikes and go ride down sand dunes that's not self-preservation teens are just doing the same thing except they saw tide pods and went oh there's a corporate symbol (laughs) corporate symbol for mass cleaning that'd be funny let's eat that it's not that they think it's food it's just because they think it's funny it's daring themselves it's finding the edges of the world and saying hey what happens if I jump off this edge and every generation does it and that's usually what defines cool and right now the thing which defines cool for a lot of young people is pushing against that barrier that we might end and we might die and that's something our generation just as fully accepted we pushed against the system we pushed against the things which were seen as important they're pushing against the things which they see as important and I think that's amazing so now to millennials, to boomers, kids aren't cool anymore. They don't smoke. They want to live forever. They've got interests in colors and life and joy. They find 
funny humor in the tiniest things and they will tear you to pieces if you make a mistake on the internet but they're doing their thing and I know I'm not cool to them because I'm smoke, I'm angsty and I'm probably thinking I'm going to die any day but that makes me cool to my generation maybe I've never really been cool I'll talk to you guys later, bye